everyone and welcome to Facebook Live. We're back together with you again for our town hall. I'm just going to push me into, into gallery mode here. I just want to make a couple of notations about things going on before we get on to what might be a fairly short meeting tonight. I'm not seeing a lot of questions over in Slido, but uh, you can still pop over there and uh, enter your questions and we'll try to get to them tonight. Dr. O is in the house. Hi. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Good, Good evening, you, as always. Um, Pleasure. Um, you know, I, I just want to do a couple of housekeeping things and remind everyone that if you haven't had a chance already, uh, please look in the parent feed for our high school vice principal candidate videos. There's still time uh, tonight and, and maybe a bit of early tomorrow uh, to still go to our Google form and give us your feedback on the candidates after you've watched uh, uh, the videos. Uh, for those who are in the meetings on both nights, please do put your feedback in there for us and uh, give us a sense of anything you'd like to tell us about our five candidates. Um, we have e-notes out tonight uh, with some last minute directions, including uh, sign up for testing when we come back from break. So if you'll take a look at that, uh, the details are there and we'll push out additional communication as we get closer uh, to our return in January. Um, so that you can kind of uh, get up to speed and get in and get your appointments. So power school appointments are up now. Uh, you have to make two appointments. So you have to make a first round appointment and a second. So we're doing two testing rounds. Uh, one round starting on the 8th and I think the second round uh, starting on the 14th. Uh, again, I'm not 100% sure that date. So take a look at eNotes. All the details are there. Uh, but you need to get those two appointments. It is family appointments, but not for parents. I don't want to mislead anybody. So I want to make sure and say that this is just for you to come in and bring all your kids together. And the additional directions here, which might be a bit confusing, is we want elementary only families. In other words, families who only have elementary students to sign up primarily for morning appointments. We're gonna do synchronous schedules for the upper school that will have the kids pretty much engaged from uh, 8 a.m. until noon. And then asynchronous work in the afternoon that will give you the flexibility to come in for those appointments. So the way it reads is if you're an elementary only family, choose a morning appointment. If you're a mixed family, choose an afternoon appointment. And then if you're an upper school only family, definitely choose an afternoon appointment uh, for your kids. And we think we've got it scheduled out, plus we'll have two stations working. So you'll be able to, I think, pick your station in the schedule at most of our times. Uh, the only exception is right away on the 8th. And, uh, and uh, that one is, I think, one station. And then that Saturday's one station. And then we go to two when we kick off on the 11th. So we'll have everything robust and set up. All the times are there. Pick your time um, and then please come a little bit early for that appointment. There's some flexibility there, uh, but that's how we maintain the flow through our two stations when we get into retesting during that virtual week when we come back to Warsaw. And presumably most of us are actually staying put, which is why we added the 8th and the 9th on that schedule uh, so that you could have that before the week rush and be able to do classes, but you still need that second appointment in the tail end of the week. Um, and we do have, I think, both Saturdays engaged. So, you know, we have those options as well. So you can go in anytime now. 
uh, including right into January and uh, get your appointments uh, and change them. There's uh, videos there to direct you on how to both book your appointments and change your appointments. Many thanks to the IT team for uh, their brilliant work as usual in getting this uh, up and running and deployed. Log into PowerSchool, you will see the link. And that's your key is go to PowerSchool, be able to log into PowerSchool. If you have any trouble with that, write to our support crew. Um, my first comment in the stream tonight is nice Christmas sweater. Yes, let me uh, stand up and give you um, Santa if it won't fees out here uh, on his plane flying through. Um, this was our Christmas sweater last year when the family was on its, uh, its trip to Guangzhou, China. And so this is Guangzhou, China sourced um, and has been a wonderful uh, family heirloom for us to wear around. So Miss Emily and Mrs. E and I were both wearing this today. Um, so a little Christmas cheer. And I just wanna shout out to all of the Christmas cheer going on throughout the building. It's been a wonderful couple of days. And, uh, and, and well, weeks really with the programs and with all of the activities and with the uh, days of Christmas videos that are coming out to our seniors and our PTO moms who are on the testing program, uh, doing decorations throughout the building and helping support our celebrations. Um, it's truly been wonderful to see the Christmas spirit uh, come into the building and engage us. So thank you one and all for all of your efforts in that regard. Uh, we finish up on Friday, as you know, uh, we're in vacation until the 11th. As I wrote in newsletter, we, if anyone is traveling, and I know that for some there are needs to travel and, uh, and family requirements, remember that we do ask that you be back in country by the 8th of January and, uh, and, and, and give yourself that time and our two rounds of testing uh, before we all come back physically on the 18th of January. Um, and that'll give us uh, the, the great things today. Um, also, there was uh, singing, I've seen all kinds of great stuff about singing out inside of the ES entrance, uh, PTO, of course, decorations throughout. And PTO, shout out for their Friday coffee this morning. Uh, please come and join us for that. Um, and I've got a couple of things up on uh, director's desk, uh, one of which I'll, I'll share with you on our way out tonight. Uh, but there's a couple of musical pieces, and I think there's a couple more coming. Um, so again, go to Zimplicity, click on the link for Director's Desk, and you'll see our holiday spirit coming through uh, there. Um, also, I noted tonight, and I'll just uh, do a quick uh, uh, note about this, outside ES is Lost and Found. And so they've uh, put it up on hangers and racks outside the ES entrance. So uh, this is typical this time of year that we have an opportunity for parents to come and check and see if they can find their kids lost belongings. They've been, they've been lost in the building and they need to find their home again. So please stop by as you're dropping your kids off or as you're picking them up in the afternoon and see if you can find what belongs to you. Uh, again, typical activity traditional this time of year. All right, well, let me uh, get the sharing up on the Slido here. And again, thank you all of you who are in the Facebook chat stream and, and posting comments and thanks and, and all of the wonderful things going on. Um, Slido's up, so let's go to that. And uh, Dr. O, you and I can maybe go back and forth if there are things that are pertinent to either of us. Um, we got, I, I, and I think everybody tends to use Slido not just for, um, 
questions, but also for letting us know how things are going. Um, there's a, a, a tip here about talking about the uh, upcoming February holiday. Um, that's, you know, we're not in any specific discussions, but that's been suggested before. It's been under consideration, but there's no specific proposal at this point to change our calendar. And I think I said that last time that we were together. Um, again, we're watching and I think we'll know much more when we come back early in January about the situation and the conditions. I know that Poland has already published some very strict guidelines uh, for the period from January through February uh, on travel and requirements and expectations. Um, that's what started this last year. And I know we all remember that uh, and are concerned about not having that happen again. And so uh, from a travel point of view, it's just not something we're gonna be pushing towards in any kind of speed. Um, so I, I would suggest there is a thought there about this February holiday. Um, I'll probably put out something survey-wise to get a better sense of the feelings around that and whether or not there is opportunity to look at that and what the picture will look like going forward. So thank you for the idea, but it's a, it's a long pathway to changing the calendar and to making that adjustment. Um, big shout out here to the PTO grade six for the Santa ac action. Uh, I know there's lots of uh, Santa things going on. I know that the Santa suit is out there somewhere in the wild and we'll probably be making appearances in the next couple of days. Um, so lots of Santa and Christmas related activities going on, but a shout out to PTO grade six uh, for the wonderful job. Um, we have a comment again about homework during the breaks. I think that's generally the case, although I do know that as the kids get older and as they're in upper levels, there are oftentimes uh, areas of study that the vacation offers opportunity for kids to read, as is suggested here, uh, maybe doing other kinds of activities. But our, I know our juniors and seniors are busy working on IB-related things that often are getting done about this time of year. I don't think there's specific homework, but I think uh, the, the workflow of the year tends to create a situation where kids may have things um, that they'll be working on during particularly a longer break like this. But I think generally across the board, we're always primarily just suggesting to kids, don't do a lot of screen time. You know, that's not what we want you doing. We want you enjoying the holiday, but we also want you reading, um, singing, recording, doing all those kinds of things that we consider to be part of the reason that we have breaks on the calendar. A time to refresh, a time to do something different. I did tell my Model United Nations kids uh, because they just got their topics uh, from our, our host virtual school Moscow uh, about a week ago. And I said the break was a great time to be looking into those topics and getting ready for our uh, Uni Model United Nations that will be a virtual event in April. And so it's a good place to get a head start. But again, these are just suggestions. And I think there's lots of those that weave through the system. Uh, big thank you to the U.S. Embassy, to us, obviously, and to Dr. O for the flu inoculations. Um, they're going brilliantly. Everybody's coming in for their appointments. I think we're about 150, 175 in. We've got about another 150 or so to go between now and the 22nd. We still have appointments left. Uh, I think we're up in terms of appointments and the ones we pushed out, we're up over the 340 or thereabouts. So we still have capacity to go into the 400 range and I'm hopeful that a few more 
uh, will find this as a good thing. Doctor, any reflection from you on the flu vaccination and how it's going? Well, first of all, uh, big thank you to all those who signed up and uh, kind of very orderly uh, process. Uh, secondly, I encourage those who are still on defense to still sign up. You know, there's still time with the job that we still have slots available. Uh, it's still important that you guys are protected against the flu. Obviously, there is much less flu this year than uh, there used to be. But uh, over the holidays, you will be exposed to many different people, etc., etc. So I encourage you to uh, still uh, sign up. Uh, for the flu shot, and uh, and thirdly, uh, yeah, it's uh, you know I think uh, the one thing I want to note is that uh, thanks to the U.S. Embassy and to the medical team there, we actually have the extremely good vaccine, which is the only vaccine available in Europe, which is not uh, manufactured, which is not uh, produced from uh, chicken eggs, but it's a cell-based culture. So it's the only vaccine available in Europe, but not really available that much in Poland, uh, other than uh, for you guys, that is actually completely safe from an allergy standpoint. And that's, that's a great benefit to not have that, uh, that allergy. It's a great benefit. Again, it's, it's a huge innovation. And, uh, and again, it's, uh, it's wonderful. It's so while the popular uh, vaccine in the U.S., uh, but uh, not so much, uh, again, in Poland, it's too bad because, uh, uh, I mean, it, it is more expensive, but uh, in my mind, it just has so many benefits in terms of the uh, local uh, injection uh, reaction, skin uh, reaction, but also the general kind of allergic reaction. But also, it's a much more natural uh, approach to making the vaccine, again, based on cells. Uh, so mm-hmm. exactly how normally the antibodies are produced. And uh, so this is absolutely uh, uh, the most natural vaccination that there is. That's brilliant. Hey, while we're on that subject of flu vaccine, I'm going to jump down a couple here. Uh, and we knew this was coming. It's this question about second dose. Uh, for yeah. first-time flu vaccine participants. And I think it's correct, and we clarified, and I want to apologize because I think in between times when I've been talking to parents about this, I didn't have the flyer or the documents in front of me, and I was trying to remember what it said, and then you walked me through it, and we looked at the specific line. But if I'm correct, it's only two through nine that need yep. the second dose. Is that accurate? Am I right now? Correct. So if uh, your child is between two years of age and nine years of age, and it's their first time ever flu vaccination in their lifetime, then they will require a second dose in 28 days or four weeks or thereabouts, plus minus a couple of days. If they are outside of that age uh, group, so uh, above nine years of age, then they only need one dose, even if it's the first time ever they take the push up. Got it. Okay, so hopefully that clarifies that. I made, I'm going to include a line on that. In fact, I think I did, but I'm going to check and make sure that it's correct in the daily update tomorrow. 
so that everybody has the right information. Well, obviously, uh, Dr. O, we bring up the topic of vaccines and it immediately turns to you know th two questions in a row uh, on the COVID-19 vaccine. And I know we've had already extensive conversations <laughs> on this, but what would be your summary of COVID-19 vaccine, uh, 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 the, the rollout and what parents and, and staff and, and students need to know? Yeah, so, uh, you know, obviously it's, it's a very new, uh, it's a very new thing. And, uh, <clears throat> and uh, we are eagerly awaiting the first doses to be administered in Poland. So we have some, uh, some uh, early indications from the government, from the Ministry of Health, that they may secure some vaccinations already this year for essential healthcare workers. Right, so, you were telling me uh, they might have it before January first, right? We might, we might, we may have it. Uh, uh, we may actually get it in our <laughs> bodies before January first. Uh, now, I don't know how uh, how true is that. I have not, and I have talked to some uh, wholesalers. They still don't have it yet. Okay, so uh, I mean, it's still feasible that they get it, obviously. Uh, or maybe it's going through a completely different channel, and it's the, the government agency that. Is, but they still need a host. They still need a logistic provider, and, and I talked to the uh, three biggest ones, and they still don't have it. <laughs> so it may happen that before January one, we will uh, get it. It may not, uh, but uh, I think there is a good momentum now, and there's a, there's a plan. And obviously, we, we as EPI experts, we have signed up uh, both as an employer of healthcare workers to provide vaccinations to our employees, and also as a healthcare provider that uh, could provide uh, and will provide the vaccines to patients. And uh, so, uh, so that's the kind of uh, a couple of words on the on the logistics. The bigger rollout uh, certainly will be seen in the, in uh, uh, the first quarter of 2021. And uh, yeah, so 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 let's see. I mean, uh, the, the the government has put in a, a very impressive uh, plan uh, of vaccinating uh, several million people every month. Uh, it's quite it's quite daring, I would say, but uh, not unfeasible. Uh, and uh, uh, and we'll see. I mean, as as I said, I mean uh, we are we are uh, in the uh, pipeline for being one of the several thousand uh, healthcare facilities that will be providing the vaccines. Uh, and as soon as we have this confirmation, obviously. You know, uh, we will be in the uh, in the process of uh, understanding when would be the soonest that we could be providing the vaccine to the ASW community. Right, and to be clear on that, and we want to talk about the limitations, is we have no word on children yet. the The trials are only just beginning for twelve to eighteen in terms of control groups and and yeah, the necessary studies. So there's no broad implications for children at this point. We're really talking 18 plus. Yeah, um, and, and, and it's really adults. And, and then there's the issue of which vaccine and, and efficacy. 
think you you suggested that the two we're likely to see in Poland are the Pfizer and the AstraZeneca. Yes. So for now, uh, we know for sure that uh, these two will be available. Uh, and uh, and maybe the Moderna as well. I mean, again, the Moderna does not have uh, any commercial presence in Poland. So they may be working through some distributors, but obviously it's, it's a bit more complex when you don't have locally people responsible. Uh, so Pfizer and Astra will be available. And uh, yeah, I mean, you know, at, the, at this stage, obviously, I would say there are more questions than answers. And uh, we could spend uh, probably two hours kind of going through a, a whole uh, host of questions that, uh, uh, you know, we have been discussing with John and his, uh, and his leadership team a couple of days ago in the school. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and we continue discussing, uh, and obviously, I mean, we can organize such a webinar uh, and have a Q and A specifically on the vaccines. Uh, I think uh, I would say end January would be a good time because then we will have more understanding, you know, from real life of uh, of kind of uh, what it's like, uh, how it works, uh, what works, what doesn't work, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And I just, I can add to the conversation by saying that I'm in contact with at least four other entities um, to discuss the possibility of sourcing um, this, um, not the least of which is a letter I wrote recently with some positive feedback that they're going to look into it um, from our insurance, one of our insurance providers um, to really say to them, they should be vying for us as an insurable group and, and helping us to address this. Um, there are articles out there, and I suggest everyone to read them about um, the challenges associated with jumping queues as governments decide which groups get prioritization and how they work down their lists. And so there are challenges associated with that. And it's, it's as yet unclear where teachers and school staff fall into this mix. I'm, I'm certain they're a slightly higher priority or maybe a very high priority. Uh, in different frameworks, but it varies from country to country. Certainly healthcare workers, first responders, absolutely in the first tier. And that's, that, that's a, because of their additional risk and because they're actually dealing with this on the front lines that that makes perfect sense. It also helps to keep our hospitals staffed so that we can deal with the illnesses that obviously emerge from this. But I encourage a lot of reading of, uh, of information in this regard during the break as we continue to uh, work hard to look for and make sure we're on top of all the sources and what possibilities are out there. Um, I would not put a short timeline on this. I know it feels that way in the news right now, like we're in a breakneck pace to give it to everybody. That's just not gonna be the case. Uh, it's going to reach a peak at a certain point and then it's gonna slow down and be kind of even until uh, production of these key vaccines ramps up, which really will take a big chunk of 2021. I think Yarik, you mentioned too, that we believe that 2021 governments will really control um, the vast majority of doses because they have pre-purchased and they're already in delivery pipelines based on their priority and purchasing. And so the doses that we will get for much of 2021 will come through government rollout. Yeah. Yeah, I think the, you know, given kind of the supply constraints or the production uh, constraint, the manufacturing constraints and the government orders, 
Uh, I don't anticipate any commercial supply available other than for governmental contracts. Um, and that's actually, I spoke both to AstraZeneca and, uh, and Pfizer, uh, you know, decision makers about this. And they said very unlikely, maybe, uh, you know, second half, broadly speaking, but latter kind of the, the latter part of the second half of the year, uh, but uh, rather not possible, rather not, uh, not uh, likely. Mm -hmm. Uh, there was a note in the comments stream over here that sounds like CDC has actually approved the Pfizer for 16 plus. I hadn't read that yet, but is that possible? Uh, it's possible. It's possible. I know that I as have... they go through these different agencies, there's different age approvals that oftentimes will confuse things a bit. And that might yeah. be true for CDC, but it may not be true for the EU. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It... The, the, it varies. I mean, uh, again, same vaccines. Uh, I always uh, mention, you know, this uh, flu vaccine from AstraZeneca Flumist or Fluence. Uh, mm -hmm. It's exactly the same vaccine in the US and in Europe. And in Europe, it's approved for 2 to 18. And in the US, it's approved 2 to 49 years of age. <clears throat> so oh, exactly fascinating. The same. Oh, yeah, fascinating. same data, same vaccine, yeah. <clears throat> very different approvals. So uh, again, it's, it, you know, the I would say it, it, it's, more, it's more a political decision than a medical decision because obviously there are not enough data on kids from clinical trials because it's just unethical. Yeah. So uh, it's, it will always be kind of a, a, a bit of a, uh, you know, a politically charged decision. Yeah. And of course, you know, I think, you know, priority again of frontline workers, not yeah. just healthcare, but teachers, there will be prioritization of, particularly if it's limited supply of how we roll this out. So I hope that answers, you know, the last question that's on the screen here. Um, somebody has written a note, which was part of a conversation we had, which is the Pfizer, once it's taken out of cold storage, has a five-day efficacy before the dose has to be given, right? And we were talking about how they have to really work these approval processes because they don't want to waste any vaccine. So they're not going to send it out unless the appointments are all stacked up and it's going to be used because they can't take it back once it goes out. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's going to be, I mean, it's going to be, it reminds me of, uh, you know, I was doing when I was still in my in my consulting years in McKinsey, we were doing a project for airlines and uh, I didn't know that, but airlines, apparently they always overbook, I mean, under normal circumstances, yep, pre-COVID, they I always do. overbooked because there's always somebody not coming. So it's going to be same here. They will always be overbooking appointments. So let's say they get 100 doses for a week, they will be booking 125 people. Uh, and uh, anticipating some will not show up, some others will forget, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Oh, uh, okay. And then they will have uh, they will be delivered 100 doses on Monday, and then on Friday they will order another for another week, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So I think that that's kind of the way I would simplify uh, the, <laughs> the logistics if I were if I were on the front line. <laughs> and and of course those of us who who fly or have flown for years know that if it's an overbooked flight and you show up a bit late, you may not yeah. have a seat on that flight and then yeah. you have to yeah. reschedule you and somehow figure out your routing. So yeah. I have a feeling that that kind of overbooking methodology may end up with some disappointment for some 
uh, when they show up and there's not enough doses to go around and they'll have to wait till the next tranche comes in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. especially that again, the, just the delivery, you know, to these 8,000 on time, you know, I mean, it will have to be really a, a just in time delivery. Yeah. Uh, if not daily, then again, weekly. Um, uh, so again, it's 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 quite a logistical challenge to actually make it happen. Obviously, possible. I mean, it, you know, it's just kind of making sure you have enough uh, enough uh, trucks uh, with uh, minus seventy degree storage, uh, or even without it. But having kind of again, uh, uh, you know, for those, um, you you need kind of three, four central. Uh, storage facilities with minus 70 degree freezers uh, and right. then and then you kind of even in the truck you can use minus 20 uh, and this would be day one already so then when you deliver on day one then the facility will have four days to actually administer to actually use that vaccine yeah. otherwise yeah. It, it's yeah. thrown out right yeah. and they'll be tracking this with barcodes and yeah. files and all of the yeah. logistics yeah. It's like you said uh, earlier in the conversation, it's like, we've never done this before. Yeah. <laughs> it's not just that we have a new vaccine that we've never seen before on based on new technology, mm -hmm. but this kind of cold delivery is logistically something that's never been done before. Probably the, maybe even partially closest it comes is, is organ donors and how we move organs around, but that's a very small scale compared to this. Yeah, it's a small scale. And again, organ donors is, uh... You know, you don't require minus seven. I mean, it's it's really. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember uh, in my kind of uh, science days. Uh, obviously, it was uh, some time ago, but I remember how uh, in my department we have ordered this uh, freezer. You know, for for the lab, which was a minus seventy freezer, and we were kind of one of the five in Poland. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, brilliant. And so look at, I mean, think about that in terms of scale of time and when these things have come and, yeah. and how this yeah. has emerged over the last legitimately decade or two at the most. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. So, but, but normally, you know, it, it's just, a, it's a bit like with the PCR, you know, uh, lab. Normally PCR labs were 80, 90% were scientific labs at universities. Uh, mm. Now it's 95% commercial labs. You know, wow, it's shifted have, that much. Ninety-five yeah. percent. Yeah, probably it's. Yeah. I mean, we were starting the year in Poland with probably twenty, thirty labs. Now we have hundred and eighty. So the hundred and fifty are all commercial labs, basically. Wow, you know that brings up a, another uh, thank you here for you. It's uh, th a thanks for making PCR available at school. Um, a parent reporting this was very convenient, and they feel much safer than going out to an outside facility. And, yeah, there you are. and yeah. having a general population mix there. And I value that. I think that's part of the reason we wanted to make sure that that was built into our program uh, yeah. for, for parents as well as for uh, follow-up purposes on a variety of means. So that's, and it's gone, I think, very well. And, you know, coming in, being able to do that sample and then, um, you know, get their slips so that they could download their results. I know we had an uptick on that here as we uh, came towards the end of the break, probably have a few more on our table tomorrow and the next day. Um, so thank you for, for that. Yeah, pleasure. pleasure. That's certainly pleasure. been a good one. Um, and then the next one is also uh, a gratitude. And I want to thank you for your gratitude uh, for, uh, again, thanks for all that we've done to keep our kids in class. 
Uh, and I've heard this from individuals in the hallway and in conversations throughout the school and out front, um, you know, just how good we're feeling now going into the break and what we've accomplished. I wrote about it in e-notes tonight. It's not the finish line, but everybody gets to take a victory lap anyway um, yeah. and, and take that good feeling off to the vacation, um, hopeful of some better things on the horizon. And I don't think there's been a time much this year until just recently where uh, I felt so much hope in the room. So uh, it's not there yet. It's still going to take some challenges and time, and we're going to have to gird our loins and make sure that we uh, stay on the path of our diligence and our habits that we've built painfully in some cases through the course of the semester in order to get us to this point. I know we've been through a lot of fear and a lot of concern and a lot of stress and a lot of anxiety. Um, but we've gotten to this point where we now feel that bit of, yeah, we got something, we accomplished something, we got to a key marker. Um, so my, many thanks to all of you too, and, and equal to your thanks to us uh, for what we've been able to accomplish. Um, no, absolutely. I mean, it's, uh, we are, as, as we were always talking, and, and I think in the first uh, town hall that I joined, uh, I said that, you know, we are all in this together and it's not about uh, John, it's not about the cabinet, the teachers or EPI expert, it's about all of us being in this together because, uh, you know, we, we all have a, a significant uh, part to play in this, uh, in this uh, story and uh, without your engagement and your commitment uh, and your positive influence over the kids, uh, you know, I think uh, we would not be here. And we would not be the only school in Poland which continues uh, without any interruption, which, which is what we are. So it, this is great. Yeah, it continues to emphasize that point of learning never stops at ASW. And even if we do end up in a little stretch of virtual here and there, uh, yeah. we can weather it. Um, yeah. As per the picture behind me uh, with the snow on the ground, we can weather that too. And, <laughs> and get challenges along the way. Now it's gone. Now it's gone. And now it's gone, but hopefully it'll, it'll find its way back and, and bring the beauty yeah. again. Um, well, I, I see nothing else. I don't think. I'm, let me check the. Um, yep, nothing else in the Facebook Live channel. Um, thanks to those who have been with us tonight. Uh, I'm guessing some of our uh, staunchest uh, uh, contributors. Uh, over the course of this uh, first portion of the year. Remember, we're not quite done with the semester. The semester actually finishes uh, later in January, uh, but I, so, I know that this waypoint of this uh, longer break is always feels like it's kind of the middle of the year as we move into um, the rest of winter and then ultimately into spring. So um, stay with us and uh, we'll keep keeping you posted. Uh, I will not be writing uh, daily updates, obviously, during the vacation, so you'll get a gap from me as well. I'm sure there's a couple cheers out there for that one. <laughs> I know that some feel I overdo it at times, but I think it's important to kind of keep you all in the loop. Uh, look for something from me around about 8th of January to kind of get you started into the year, maybe a day or two earlier since uh, appointments will be signing up through that period of time, and we kick off testing on the 8th. Uh, and uh, so look for that. I think uh, we'll continue with a bi-weekly format for town halls. Um, so look for me to schedule the first one, probably not the first week back, I think more like the 20th after we've gotten through our virtual week and we're back together. Unless there are urgent issues on the table, government declarations or things that we need to talk about. Or if 
Dr. O and I have great news that we've found enough vaccine for our entire community, which is unlikely. Um, <laughs> so uh, please stay safe out there. Uh, again, uh, our encouragement is don't travel if you don't have to. Uh, this is the holiday to take a break on in order to protect yourself and your family so that you can have many holidays in the future uh, that you can enjoy safely. This is the one where we should um, hunker down and try to protect each other and, uh, and take our time, take, take the patience uh, that we need to, uh, to get through the next stages of this that will seem long and arduous, but hopefully not as difficult as some of the weeks we've been through here with cases, uh, you know, rocketing up around us. Um, we seem to see some stabilization. So we're excited about that and hopes that we can maintain that plateau and, um, and, and, and keep it on an even keel. Um, I wish you all a wonderful, wonderful holiday. Uh, Merry Christmas if I'm not able to see you before you depart. A happy new year to one and all. And I'm gonna take you out with uh, a special uh, piece that's already up on Zimplicity. So if you watch it now, you can watch it again later. Um, but here is our seventh and eighth graders um, and uh, a little Christmas ditty. Um, have a wonderful evening, everyone. And thanks again for tuning in. Um, this is Mr. Z out for the holidays. Um, have a wonderful, wonderful um, time with you and your loved ones. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to everybody. Bye-bye, all. Christmas is coming, the goose is getting fat. Please put a penny in the old man's hat. If you haven't got a penny, then a penny will do. If you haven't got a penny, then God bless you. Christmas is coming, the goose is getting fat.